From the News Talks ZB Newsroom, this is News Fix. Good morning, I'm Neva Reti Manu, and this is your morning News Fix for Wednesday, 26th of October. In this update, excitement as fair pay agreements are set to become a reality. The legislation is expected to pass its third reading in the House later today. The rules will mean if a thousand employees or 10% of a workforce agree to start the collective bargaining process, that process is automatically triggered. Council of Trade Unions President Richard Wagstaff says it's been a long time coming and it's good to see the government delivering. We will certainly start working with uh, groups of workers to get fair pay agreements for them and, and improve their conditions of work. But not everyone's so keen. The Employers and Manufacturers Association is vowing to continue its opposition to fair pay agreements. Head of Advocacy and Strategy Ellen McDonald says the bill has lots of holes in it, including not defining what a workplace is and not defining low pay. None of that's made clear in the bill. It's about as clear as mud. So there'll be, I think there'll be lots of opposition and court cases and arguing and bickering. A pay rise has come at the right time for social workers. The government has announced an increase of twenty to $30,000 a year for about 500 workers in the sector, on top of the annual salary. Those working for iwi social services, kaupapa Māori services and NGOs who work in the community will get the pay rise. The New Zealand Association of Social Workers CEO, Braden Clark, says demand for social workers is high and they have to deal with complex issues. He says they're seeing very high levels of family violence, mental health, poverty and alcohol and drug issues on a day-to-day basis. A health system expert says issues faced by the health sector aren't insurmountable, but will require a massive amount of resources and coordination. The Planned Care Task Force has released 101 recommendations for improving equity, increasing access and reducing waiting times. It says more care should be provided in a primary care setting to release hospital and specialist services capacity. Otago University's Professor Robin Gould says that's going to have a cascading effect on the primary care sector. Massive amount of drain on the primary care sector to do with retirement as well as increased demand in primary care. So that's not necessarily going to be that helpful either. But with good will, there is probably some hope. A shipload of COVID cases doesn't significantly increase health risks for those in the ports where it calls. The Ovation of the Seas was the first cruise ship to dock in the capital since the pandemic began when it arrived yesterday. It's thought there are more than 100 COVID-19 cases on board, but that safety protocols are in place. The ship has moved on to Picton today. New British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has promised to make economic stability and confidence his highest priority. At 42, the former Chancellor has become Britain's youngest leader in more than 200 years and first of Indian descent. He's retained a lot of Liz Truss's cabinet with Chancellor Jeremy Hunt, who was appointed at the end of Truss's premiership staying on. Sunak says it will mean difficult decisions lie ahead. You saw me during COVID doing everything I could to protect people and businesses with schemes like furlough. There are always limits, more so now than ever. In sport... Marcus Stoinis has belted the fastest half-century in Australian 2020 history off 17 balls to take his side to a seven-wicket World Cup win over Sri Lanka in Perth, chasing 158. The Black Ferns want to take top billing ahead of the All Blacks this Saturday. The men play Japan and Tokyo, which overlaps with the women tackling Wales in their World Cup quarterfinal in Whangarei. Rafael Nadal's coach, Carlos Moya claims his charge will return to tennis at next week's Paris Masters. I'm Neva Reti Manu. That's your latest news fix. We'll be back with the next update.